welcome to the sixth episode in our series on the EU Green Bond Regulation. My name is Julia. I'm a senior knowledge lawyer in the CAP Markets team in Frankfurt, and I'm joined today by my colleague Raza Naim, partner in the FRG team in London and one of our ESG experts. Today, we will be talking about the external reviewers regime that will be introduced by the EU Green Bond Regulation. Raza, could you let us know in a nutshell what the external reviewers regime consists of? Sure, thanks very much, Julia. So the external reviewers regime is a very significant part of the EU Green Bond Regulation. To date, external reviewers have not been regulated, but they play an increasingly important role in the assessment and comparability of sustainable bonds. The regulation therefore provides for a register of external reviewers to be established by ESMA. And in order to be able to act as an external reviewer for a labeled bond under the Green Bond Regulation, entities will need to meet certain organizational and governance requirements and obtain registration with ESMA. They will then be subject to ongoing supervision by ESMA as well. But the really important thing to note here is that issuers of EU green bonds will only be able to use external reviewers that appear on the register. So unfortunately, if you want to continue performing that role going forward, it is quite significant from your perspective that you actually go through these hoops. It's actually also very important to note at this stage that the EU and the UK are proposing an authorization regime for firms that provide ESG ratings within the European Union and the UK. And actually that a number of jurisdictions have introduced voluntary or comply or explain codes of conduct for ESG ratings and our data providers. So for example, in Japan, Singapore and the UK, uh, the regulators and or local trade associations and bodies have come out with such codes of conduct. Those regimes and codes impose similar organizational governance expectations. And so firms that act as external reviewers should be mindful of those other regimes and codes, given the broader impact for their businesses and the significant overlap, I think, in terms of like compliance, governance expectations and so on. One of the other key features of the EU Green Bond regime is that where an issuer applies the EU Green Bond label, they will have to prepare and publish certain documentation in a prescribed format. For example, the EU Green Bond Fact Sheet, the European Green Bond Allocation Reports, and the European Green Bond Impact Report that we discussed in Episode 3. The issuer's EU Green Bond Fact Sheet is subject to a pre-issuance review by an external reviewer. The external reviewer is required to assess whether the EU Green Bond Fact Sheet complies with the requirements of the regulation, in particular the taxonomy regulation requirements. The external reviewer also needs to provide a positive opinion in order for the issuer to apply the label. And the opinion needs to follow the format set out in an annex to the regulation. Issuers are also required to obtain external reviews of certain post-issuance allocation reports. The specific timing of these external reviews will depend upon whether an issuer applies a bond-by-bond -bond approach to allocation of proceeds or the portfolio approach. These post-issuance reviews need to contain an assessment of whether the issuer has allocated the proceeds in accordance with the regulation and the taxonomy requirements and the issuer's green bond fact sheet. There are also additional requirements for external reviews where issuers intend to apply proceeds in accordance with CapEx plans. And issuers may also, but are not required to, obtain external reviews of their green bond impact report on the environmental impact of the use of the bond proceeds. The regulation therefore provides a framework for the regime in a fair bit of detail as I just walked you through, but there's still a lot of detail to come by way of delegated acts and technical standards, which will be prepared and adopted by the European Commission. 
after the entry into force of the EU green bond regulation. And so, as I always find with European legislation, unfortunately, the devil will be in the detail. Julia, could you elaborate a bit for our listeners on the requirements for registration? Of course, Raza. Um, external reviewers have to apply to ESMA to become registered. For registration, they have to provide quite detailed information and meet a wide range of requirements. That means, amongst others, that external reviewers have to comply with certain minimum corporate governance requirements, demonstrate appropriate systems, have the relevant resources and ensure the quality of their senior management. They also have to provide evidence that they have necessary knowledge and experience in activities such as the performance of pre, post-issuance and impact report reviews. In addition, they also have to disclose the methodologies that they use to issue these reviews. And then these conditions for registration must be met all times and are necessary to ensure quality as well as to avoid conflicts of interest or manage those conflicts adequately when unavoidable. Here as well, further detailed criteria, standard forms, templates and procedures to follow will be specified by regulatory technical standards to come. And from a timing perspective, there's a transitional mechanism set out in the regulation. That means that external reviewers have to comply with all of the requirements on a best effort basis for the 18-month period following the application of the EU Green Bond Regulation. So Raza, imagining an external reviewer has been registered. Can you explain what they need to pay attention to in relation to their reports? Sure, Julia. Thank you. Um, I think mainly external reviewers will need to assess compliance with the EU Green Bond Regulation and therefore also review the taxonomy criteria that we discussed in episode two of our series. The kind of as mentioned earlier, the EU Green Bond Regulation provides a prescribed format for the reviews and the content includes, for example, statements on the alignment of use of proceeds with the taxonomy regulation, sources, assessment methodologies and key assumptions of assessment and opinion. And then regarding the assessment, when assessing the alignment with quantitative criteria, external reviewers have to verify that any forward-looking estimations are based on reasonable assumptions without any guarantees on outcomes. And then when assessing the alignment with qualitative criteria, they should verify the existence of appropriate processes and due diligence systems designed to assess, mitigate and remedy risks and issues. I mean, personally, having spent quite a good few years working alongside our clients and putting together taxonomy alignment frameworks and assessments, this will be a very, very involved process. And so external reviewers should ensure that they have adequate controls, processes and records in place to support their assessments. Moreover, their reports have to be published free of charge on their websites until at least the maturity of the relevant bond. Julia, handing back over to you, the proposal also provides for equivalence assessment, recognition and endorsement procedures under which external reviewers from third countries, i.e. non-European countries, may provide their services. So could you provide further information on that? Yes, of course. So this setup is rather similar to third country regimes that we know, for instance, from the EU benchmark regulation, the credit rating agency regulation, or also the proposed ESG ratings regulation. This means, in theory, third country external reviewers will be able to provide their services to issuers of EU green bonds once they are registered in the register of third country external reviewers to be maintained by ESMA. 
We'll have to see, however, how these different routes work in practice and much will depend on the specific corporate structure of the entity intending to provide services for EU green bonds. For third country external reviewers, there's also a best effort transitional regime for the 18th month period following the date of application of the regulation. However, during this time, the third country external reviewer must have a legal representative in the EU. So to put it in a nutshell, external reviewers play a key role in the EU green bond regulation due to their review role of the mandatory fact sheets, reports and plans. However, There are different aspects of this regime where lots of detail, as Raza said, is still to come. Great. Thank you very much, Julia. And thank you to our listeners. We hope this has been a helpful overview regarding the external review regime of the EU Green Bond Regulation. And as I alluded to initially, this is perhaps one very important component, but one component of a much broader regulatory framework that is due to apply to firms providing ESG data, ratings or verification services in the EU and actually globally. And so external reviewers should also be paying attention to all of those developments, given, as I mentioned earlier, the very potential significant overlap in terms of compliance expectations and impact. If you are interested in further ESG topics, there are also additional podcasts by Linklaters, such as the CSRD Demystified series or the ESG Soundbite series, which you can find on our website or Spotify. I personally think that they're particularly excellent podcasts to run to in the gym or just in life generally. Please do stay tuned.